have your Bibles turned to John chapter 13. Uh, we have been looking at this thought of the series, uh, and I'm going to try to finish it up. I don't know how much longer I got in it, but uh, I'm going to try to finish it up. Uh, we've used the uh, verse 3 out of chapter 45 of Isaiah as what the what we've been looking at, and it says, And I will give thee the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places. Why, why would God do that? Why would God give you the treasures and, and uh, darkness and secret places? That thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by name, am the God of Israel. Amen. So we've been looking at that thought of dark places in our life. The sweet things that come out of dark places. And the whole reason that we go through dark, the darkness in our lives is that we may know God better. That we may know the glory of God. It's not just when you go through darkness, but the Lord goes through the darkness with you. People say, well, the reason why he was able to go through the darkness is because he was 100% God. You're right. But he was also 100% man. We, we find here in chapter 13 of John, uh, they're eating what we call the Last Supper. And he's washing the disciples' feet. Chapter 13, verse 21, let us stand. Verse 21, when Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in the spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Then disciples looked one to another, doubting whom he spake. Now there was one leaning on Jesus' bosom, as John, one of the disciples who Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask, who should it be of whom he spake? He then lying on Jesus' breast said unto him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped. And when he had dipped the sop and gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, and after the sop Satan entered into him, then said Jesus unto him, That thou doest do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For well, some of them thought because Judas had been the bag that Jesus had said unto him, Buy those things which we are needed against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, he went out and watched it. It was night. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. We thank you for your mercy and grace and love. Lord, we ask you to touch our hearts. Help us strengthen us. And Father, we just praise you and give you the honor. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. We, hear, we find here uh, it's about to get dark for our Savior. And, and for several days it's going to get very dark. The Lord's going to leave this scene of the upper room and He's going to go out in the garden and He's going to wrestle with the will of God. He will pray, not my will, but thy will. He's going to sweat great drops of blood and He will be betrayed into the hands of sinful man. 
They will beat him all night long, and the darkest was not even just getting started. The next day they hung him on the cross of Calvary for six hours. There was a span of three hours of darkness that fell on the cross. And if that wasn't enough, they take him down and put him in, uh, in a, a dark tomb in which he laid for three days and three nights. Starting here, it's going to get dark for the Lord Jesus for several days. I don't know if you've ever been in a dark place in your life where it felt like you were never going to come out of it. It seems like the darkness was there. You felt like the sun was never going to shine again in your life. There was one burden after another burden, one trouble after another trouble. But we find here that the Lord and also His disciples, His followers, it's going to be dark for them as well. And I got to thinking about this. How can you survive the darkness in your life? How, how can you make it through the darkness in your life? How, how, how are you able to uh, come out on the other side with victory and joy in your life? In the military, we're taught training. I've gone through a lot of training in the military. I don't know if anybody knows what a FM 21-76 is. It's called a survival manual. When they take you out, they'll take you and they'll drop you off in a desert place and give you some coordinates and give you a compass and give you this little book here called a survival manual. They'll tell you in this book everything that you need to know how to survive the darkness, how to survive the heat, how to survive the cold weather, what you can't eat and what you cannot eat, how to build a shelter, how to build traps. It got everything you need to know how to survive in a place of desolation. I have taken this manual and been dropped off in a grid coordinates and said, I will meet you here in seven days at this grid coordinates. And for those who can't read a map and those who couldn't follow a compass, I'm sorry. They'd had to send out rescue parties for them. But this thing would tell you everything that you needed to know how to get from point A to point B, how to find what you need to find and how to make it. Can I tell you right now that you have a survival manual in your hands today? This is what God says. This is how you can make it from point A to point B. How do you get through the darkness? God's already told us how we get through the darkness. God has already showed us that we can get through the darkness. And God has already done told us that we're not going through that darkness by ourselves. He said, I will be there with you. The problem is a lot of Christians that don't read their manual that God has given us to get through these dark places in our life. I find that many Christians, they get to a dark place 
and they get inside of it and they're not looking for the Savior and they have problems. But if you just take the manual and, and the knowledge that God said, I will be there with you. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And we've heard all week long and, and that he says, I will meet you there. I'm so glad that in the dark places of life, he said, I'll meet you there. He's not going to leave you alone. He's not going to let you be out there by yourself. There, I've read stories of people, how they survived some dark places in life. Uh, being in captive in wartime and being in uh, concentration camps for months and months and months and how they survived the dark places and it'll amaze you what they went through. I've read some stories where people were kidnapped and kept against their will for months on time and how they survived that. I read one one time that said a man was skiing in the mountains and he fell in this hole and the snow fell in on top of him. I thought, well, how are you going to survive that? First of all, you're getting cold. But for three days, he was there. And all he said, kept saying, I've got to make it out. I've got to get out. I've got to go through. And it was three days before they was able to rescue him out of that snow, and he survived it. So what I like to say is, if they can make it through those things, so can you and I. If, if somebody can survive three days in the snow, so can I. And what Jesus has given us is the things that we need to know how to survive. Jesus dealt with a lot more things on a different level than we deal with when we get in dark places. And I'd like to show you some things this morning that... Try to help you that when you're in that dark place of life, you can find help. Jesus dealt with a lot of things that we deal with ourselves. In fact, he dealt with anxiety. You say, the Lord, well, yeah. Hebrews 5 and 7 says, Who in the days of the flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication, with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him, from death, and it was heard of him feared. That, that fear is not the same as being afraid, but he knew what was coming down the road. That dark cloud that was going to hang over his head, and he got down to the pit of his stomach. That anxiety over the situation that he was going to have to face. You may have anxiety in your burden sometimes. Then you know what's coming tomorrow. You know what's going to happen tomorrow. And I tell you this, some of us in here have been taking on some battles in our lifetimes. We've, we've had that anxiety in our life. Every one of us battled dark places in our life where we face that anxiety and we worry and wonder if the Lord is going to be with us there. He dealt with accepting of God's will. 
coming to the place where his humanity said, not my will, but thy will. Can I say it's tough sometimes when you realize God is not going in the direction that you want to go in. God has not placed you where you want to be placed. Sometimes it's dove. But I'm just saying this. It's better if you say, Lord, I surrender myself to you. If this is the way you want me to go, I'll go that way. If this is where you want me to be, then I'll be right here. Jesus had looked down in that dreaded cup of sin for the world. Man, he, he knew no sin that he's becoming sin for every one of us. And he sees what is going on. He knows what's going to happen. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. I am willing to accept what you have for me. I'm willing to do what you want me to do. He, he, he dealt with the adversity of being forsaken. All his friends that said, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake thee. I will be with you to the very end. I know some of us can say, I've had friends that say that to me. But they all forsook him. Judas not only forsook him, but Judas betrayed him. He dealt with the, the agony of, in the garden, sweating those great drops of blood. And yet the Lord survived. So how do we have a survival guide? And there are some things that the Lord spoke. Heading into that dark hour. Heading into that dark places that I believe that you and I need if we're going to survive the dark hours in our lives. You may not be in a dark place right now. Can I just say, hold on. Ones are coming. The one's on the way. So if we take our survival manual and look at it and read what Jesus said in these little verses here, I believe it will help us. First, there is a great promise. I love this. We find that the Lord gives a great promise to his disciples. And these chapters to, to him get the, the thought. Listen, many of the great promises of Jesus gave to his followers, he did it in the dark hour. Some of the greatest promises the Lord gives to his people does not come in the uh, daytime. It comes at that dark hour that you're in. Can I say I'm glad I stand in the darkness on the promises of God. I'm glad that when we're in the dark and cannot see the way to go, we don't know what to do. I, I'm glad there is an exceeding great promise that we can grab a hold of and stand on the Word of God. Even though we're, we're feelings, our feelings may change, our, our circumstances may change, our own anxiety may change, but I'm glad you can plant your feet on the promises of God because they never change. They never move. They're always available for you and I. 
Can I tell you this? There's no broken promises with God. Every promise that Jesus made, he always kept. If we were honest with each other, we have broken our promises. Amen. We not always kept our promises. And I understand there can be some circumstances on why you can't keep your promises. But sometimes we promise in vain because we just want to get rid of people. I've been promised a lot of things and people don't show up or do what they do. But there has never been a broken promise with the Lord Jesus Christ. He has never let me down. I have let him down. I've let myself down. I've let my family down. I've let the church down. I, but Jesus Christ has let me down. He has never broken a promise to me. And I believe if we know or grab a hold of the promises that Jesus has given us, that we can make it through the nighttime. He gives them a promise of the future. At the end of chapter 13, he tells them that he was going to go away. In chapter 14, he gives them something to help them to survive. And let me say, you're always looking for something that will get us out of the darkness. He, listen, when he promises, it don't mean you get sapped right out of the darkness. But the promises help you get through that darkness. He said, this promise will help you to survive until you get out of the darkness. Chapter 14, verse 1. Y'all know the scriptures. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, now watch the promise, watch the promise, watch the promise. If I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto me, unto myself, that where I am, that you may also be. That's a great promise. That's a promise that can help you survive the darkness of life. I don't care how long dark you're in. I don't know how long your days are dark. And I don't know how long it's going to last. But you can bank on this. There was a promise that Jesus said, I will come again. He, let me just say this. Your darkness is not going to last forever. Although it sometimes it feels like it's going to last forever. But Jesus said, I will come again. I don't know how, when, or where it's going to be yet. But I do know that whatever I'm going through, He's coming back. General Douglas MacArthur made a statement in the Philippines when he had to leave the islands and Jap the Japanese were coming in. He looked at the men that he's leaving behind and said, I will return. How do you know he's returning? 
This, you're just preaching this. No. First Thessalonians. You've heard this scripture all week long. For the Lord himself to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Then I love the words that said this, Wherefore comfort one another with these words. You say, I sure can use some comfort in the dark places of my dark life when the troubles and burdens seem to be calling on to me. Here's some comfort. Get this. Mark it down. Jesus is coming. <laughs> what a blessing to think about that. I can lay my head down on my pillow no matter what I've been through, no matter what I'm going through. And rest on this promise. He's coming. He's coming. He gave them a promise for the present. Verse 16 of chapter 14. And I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comfort. That he may abide with you wherever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Verse 26, he said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Let me stop right there for a moment. I, I love that because that points out some things to us as we say we are Christians. I do, be, I do believe being filled with the Holy Spirit. Bible says you get saved. He says he'll fill you with the Holy Spirit. It's, I, you don't have to wait somebody to lay hands on you. Uh, you don't have to wait to take a class. Bible says you confess your sins. He'll fill you. Amen. And, and when he fills you, he's going to start teaching you these some things that need to come out of your life. And he's reaching up in heaven and says these are things that need to get into your life. Amen. If you have the Holy Spirit residing inside of you, teaching you all things, then you should know the Word of God. Put the Word of God in your memory, and God, He will bring it back to you. This, this is a promise from God that you'll never be alone. Jesus said you'll never go through a dark place without my Spirit. There's not a place that you cannot go through that God said, I will not go through it with you. I'm thankful for the comforter. There, there have been times in my life that the loved ones that I have cannot comfort me. They cannot speak the words that I needed to bring peace to my life. 
But if you're saved by the grace of God this morning, you have the comforter, the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. And he can speak comfort and he can bring peace to your troubled soul. I'm so thankful for the comforter this morning. We're just looking on how to survive the darkness. Chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, and I love this, for I have overcome the world. Mark it down. Tribulation is going to come your way. It's going to happen. It has to happen because the Bible says it's going to happen. But you have the exceeding great promise of God. He says you can survive it because I've overcome the world. You have the promise of God that he'll never leave you. You have the promise of God that he's coming back. We see the promises and he's given the disciples. We also see there's, there are some great prayers in chapter 17, verse 1. These words spoke Jesus and he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son that thy son may also glorify thee. This, this is the Lord praying and thinking about this. While the Lord is going on in the dark night, that any man could ever have in his life. Calvary is staring him right in the face, going to the cross for your sins and my sins. In that dark time, Jesus prays for his disciples. He's praying for them to survive the dark night. If you're going to survive some dark night, you need some great prayers. They're not not the ones that you and I pray. They're the ones that the Lord prays. The one that prays for us in the dark places. It's good to know that Jesus is praying for you and I when you find that. And chapter 17, verse 20 says, Neither pray I for these alone, but for also that which also believeth on me through their words. God not only prayed, Jesus not only prayed for disciples and his followers, Jesus said, I am praying for you this morning. I'm looking down in time. I'm sitting on the throne of heaven, and I see what you're going through. I know you need a prayer, so I'm praying for you. From that day until the day, the gospel kept going for 2,000 years. And Jesus says, I'm praying for you. Let's just be honest with this. Maybe, maybe our prayers are not always the best it should be. And there, maybe there's sometimes our prayers hinder the situation that we may be in. Our hearts are not in it. Bible says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me when I pray. Let's just be honest. Sometimes we just pray because somebody asks us to pray, and we're just not into it. Jesus sitting on the right-hand side of the Father, 
he has never missed a prayer. Everything that he prayed for the child of God, life always going according to his will. And it's always for your good and his glory. He knows what you're going through. Jesus is praying for those. The Bible said in Hebrews 7, 25, wherefore be able to, to save them to the uttermost that came unto God by him, seeing he had ever liveth to make intercession for them. There are the times in our dark places we just don't know how to pray. But you can count on this. There's someone in the glory world that knows how to pray and he's praying for you. He knows what you need to make it through and he's praying for you. You are, you are in need of great promises to make it through the dark places. You're going to need some great prayers that's going to make and help you on your behalf to get through the dark places. You can have confidence that he's praying for you this morning. You know, we, we could probably face the world if we knew Jesus was in the next room and we could hear him praying for us. We, we could face everything then because I know he's praying for me, but you know what? Distance has no matter with God. You can rest assured that he is praying for you this morning. Makes no difference to me how I'm out for. He's praying for you. He's praying for you on your behalf this morning. To survive the, the, the darkness of life, you need the great promises of God and you need the great prayers, but also you need a great high priest. Turn with me to chapter 2 of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with his glory and honor that he may, by the grace of God should be taste death for every man. For it became him for whom all are all things and by whom all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Verse 17, therefore, wherefore in all things it beloved him to make made like unto his brethren that we might be merciful and faithful high priests in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of sin men. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempered. And we've learned that word secure means he was tempted. He can bring relief, relief. he can bring help to those who are in need of our. He, he is the one that can bring you help when you need it. And chapter 5 of Hebrews. Look at this. Chapter 5, verse 5. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he has said unto him, Thou art my son, today have I begotten thee. As he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. 
who in the days of his flesh where he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him, him from death and was able heard that he feared. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation. Unto all them obey him, call of God and a high priest at the order of Melchizedek. From chapter 2 to chapter 5, we see the validation of Jesus Christ being made our great high priest. What do you need to survive the dark places? You need to read the manual. Knowing that someone made it out. Someone made this out. When you, when you read these manuals like this, when we read our manuals like this, we realized that they just shouldn't sit down and make this stuff up. Somebody had to go through this in order to write it down. Somebody had to go through this in order to write it down. And we see that he made it through. And if he made it through, you and I can make it through. You need something that's going to walk through every temptation that you go through. Every dark valley that you're going to find here. And walk out on the other side without failing. Without going against the world. Without going against the will of God. That's what you need. Jesus prayed in the garden. If possible, let this cup pass from me. What is that cup he's talking about? It's that dreaded sin of mankind. The God that never knew sin. Looking to become sin for mankind. That we may be made the righteousness of God by Him. We just, learned, we just read He learned obedience. The things which He suffered. God never knew how, what it was like to suffer. God never knew what it was like to be obedient. He went through all these things that we may have walk with through him we go through this life knowing that he knows what we suffer we know he knows how we feel he knows what it's like to be tired he knows what it's like to be hungry he knows what it's like to be thirsty he knows what it's like to be betrayed he knows pain he had to learn all those things because of God he did not know those Yet we have a great high priest that knows where you're at and sees the things that you're going through. What should I do then? Hebrews 4, 14 and 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have made an high priest which cannot be touched with our feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come to the, boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. He knows because he's been there. He knows because he's always there. I have not always made it out of my dark places 
with flying colors. I have failed the Lord in darkness. I've messed it up. But I'm glad that I'm learning on, leaning more on Him to walk with me in the dark places, in the dark valley. If He can make it through those without failing, without dropping the ball, he marched right off into the darkness and endured the temptation and walked out on the other side to obtain eternal redemption. And he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. I can go into the dark place. I can walk through the dark place. I can come out on the other side. So can you. What you're going to need in your dark times of life, you're going to need the survival manual. That is the Word of God. Put it in your heart, put it in your mind, and just live on that because God is able. Amen. God. I, I don't know, you may be sitting here going through a dark time in your life right now. You may be fighting some of the battles. I know some of us have, are fighting a battle right now. Some of us have fears. Some of us have uh, anxiety. Some of us don't even know what tomorrow is going to hold. Amen. I mean, I, I, every time I get a phone call, I just I have a fit of anxiety because I don't know what's on the other end. But I'm learning that God is able to take this manual and I apply it to my life, and I'm able to do what God wants me to do. I can survive the darkness. And the good thing about this, that when you come out on the other side, not only are you coming out victorious, you're coming out knowing Him better. Amen. I, I love it when I can learn more of Jesus. Amen. So let us stand this morning.